Suck my dick! Check, 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 check. Okay. I want this part on the podcast. I was talking to uh, DJ Mr. King on Friday about being married. And he was like, yeah, man, with DJ, once I got married, I was just like, it's a whole new perspective. Because I'm like, I'm at the gig, and I can't wait to go home to my wife. And I'm like, I'm the same way now. I'm like, let me get out of here. Because ain't nothing better than going home to a grilled cheese sandwich and a glass of water and your wife and, and the buns and you know I would I would say the one thing to keep in mind as a DJ and you know when you know you're married is do you want to risk it off for the 10 15 minutes or you know keep you know make it last forever I've um the past couple of events I had to look into the crowd and be like this like <laughs> I can't help you I'm sorry mm-hmm. um but anyways uh this is uh put it on record the podcast about dj and hosted by djs um i am dj bird of course i have my co-host here don't fret and recio and we have a very special guest today um this good brother uh i've known for all my dj career actually <laughs> um and he was um pivotal in the launching of my career um because he gave me the alley-oop and he's always been nothing but helpful. Um, we learn a lot from each other. Um, I DJed his wedding. Um, and yeah, I'm just interested in getting his take on DJing because we have a different but similar experiences. Um, give it up one time for DJ Nomadic. What's good? Good, man. Welcome, Happy to welcome. be here. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, th- this is long overdue. You know, this is very important because people always ask me. Oh, you're a DJ. Who does the DJ get to DJ their wedding? And if I was having a traditional wedding, you would be 1A. And um, somebody else we had on previously, uh, Christina, DJ Ola, would be 1B. Only because I'm pretty sure uh, Recio and Don't Fret will be involved in the wedding somehow. So that's why I wouldn't pick you two. But yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) this would be my uh, wedding DJ. And if we have a reception, a happily ever after reception in the future, which we might have, um, I'm at the bookie for that for sure. Let me know, man. Um, So um, the purpose of this podcast, I think I say this every time I interview somebody, (laughs) is that, you know, as DJs, we don't really get to talk to other DJs um, outside of the 15 minutes that you're transitioning from one set to the next and so I feel like nobody really understands what we go through like each other. So Facts. we're going to get some of your history, some of your experiences, and we'll get your respective on DJing. But we're going to start with the number one question, which I know you know what it is because you listen to the podcast. Tell us about your most embarrassing DJ moment. Ooh, huh. there's a few. Um <laughs> I would say, I would say the one that's the most embarrassing that I, I, this probably be my first time ever talking about it, but it was like, I didn't want to, but it was, it was dude because somebody tried to throw a, a last second audible at a big fucking event and I agreed to, it and I should have said no, never mm-hmm. agreed to last minute shit <laughs> changes. Mm, <laughs> so I was mm-hmm. DJing a set for a uh, preem and a few other artists for uh what was it summer jam so like one of the biggest things i've done in my career 
Wow. And then they, they tried to take out one of the artists' um, verses, but the shit was like smack dab in the middle. And plus, everybody was missing him. He was recently incarcerated. And it was a new fucking mixer. Just like right when the S9 or some shit came out. Uh-huh. And I missed the Q, oh, but shit. I fixed it. But do you know how big of a deal it is when people hear that on like 50,000 watts yeah <laughs> that shit was crazy i immediately after we got down to set i played it off went to the back and just sat in the corner like please don't talk to me <laughs> <laughs> please don't talk to me i didn't even want to explain myself because it would just sound like an excuse but yeah. you know all in all it was just that last minute audible i should have fucking said no but yeah. i was a little embarrassed about it can we play guess who the incarcerated artist was or no you can. I mean, there's quite a few from Cleveland, but uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, it, it's specific to oh, local yeah. artists. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I was thinking it was like Robert Shawai, and I was gonna <laughs> go for Dwayne Carter immediately. <laughs> like I know, <laughs> I know it was Wheezy. <laughs> no, this is a local artist. Okay, got okay. you. Um, for those who don't know, Summer Jam that's a um, event in Cleveland. That's a one seven nine. Yep. Yeah, um, and that's a huge deal. How many people would you say were in the audience? All I know, this was pre-COVID. There had to be every bit of like five to five digits, you know, five mm. figures, like 10, 20, 30. And like, it was, for me, it was a big, big embarrassment because like there's other DJs that are like, oh shit, bro. Like, you know you, and, but I'm like, fuck. And then I, I tried to smooth it over, but like even the artist, he even showed it in his posture, like, Bro, hey, what you bro. doing? <laughs> That's the worst when the artists sell you out. Like you're supposed to be helpful. Like, like, like all right. good. Let's, let's keep rocking. But if he look back, a Beyonce, yeah. somebody getting fired. <laughs> right. Like, come on. Like, like, don't do that to me. But yeah, um, yeah, I can see how that would be embarrassing in front of ten thousand. Oh yeah. People. Make sure. Oh yeah. Do that. Um, but yeah, that's that's the thing about last minute things. Especially with weddings, um, people will come at the last minute like, "Hey, I need you to play this song right here, then cut it off right here." Then I'm like, "Man, I'm in the right, in the middle of setting up. Like, you gotta give me a minute." Or especially before, <laughs> you know, we we used Serato the whole time, so back in the day, it was a little harder to make cue points. Or uh, at the beginning, cue points weren't even in existence, so it's like, how do I mm-hmm. pick the exact spot? So yeah, um, stop that last minute shit. Anyways. <laughs> let's get to you so you are from tell everybody where you're from i'm from cleveland ohio you know the okay. uh capital of ohio, ohio. <laughs> capital of lake tell, Erie. tell us more <laughs> <laughs> um so tell us about you know growing up uh how music influenced you through high school and in college Oh, well, growing up, man, uh, music for me uh, started off as being your cue to start cleaning up for Saturday and Sunday. So I grew up on a lot of R&B, a lot of uh, hip hop, mostly like late 80s, early 90s was what my mom had us listening to. Um, I probably or we collectively probably listened to Miseducation so much that she had to buy like three copies, you know, (laughs) over you know, that, that whatever, you know, when she dropped it until I was like in high school, um, in high school and college music was just more so one of those things where I was listening to shit that I connected to emotionally. I wasn't really into like what everybody else was into, except for like the chopped and screw shit. 
Right. So Chopped and Screwed, once I got to college and high school, like that was the shit. But the the music that I listened to was just shit that connected with me emotionally. But I I ended up listening to a, a lot of uh, DJ mixes when I was younger. So on the radio, the mix at six was like my, that was my shit. Like I would run home and get home and be in front of the radio, record the fucking mixes on oh, cassettes wow. and then like listen. So I kind of was like in the closet, um, I guess as a upcoming DJ, but music was just one of those things that helped me cope through the day. Cause I'm the oldest, I'm the oldest of all my mom's kids and my father's kids. So it was a lot of pressure. So music was a, a good escape. How many siblings do you have? I got six. I'm the oldest. God damn. So I was going to say I'm the old, I am the oldest too, but it's only four of us. So I can only imagine what the hell you was going through. <laughs> <laughs> You 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 be you become a co-parent. <laughs> oh, I'm absolutely. If you ask any of my younger siblings, they'll say that I'm like mom, mom one a like because mm-hmm. you know everybody was out working and I was at home getting shit done. <laughs> uh huh. Um, you mentioned the mix at six, which takes me to my next question: Who are some of the DJs specifically that influenced you in high school and college? As far as well. Who are you fans of and who would you say influenced you to DJ if those are different answers? Got you. Um, I'm a fan. So DJ, the, the mix of six was done by DJ Cochise. And then eventually they got Cutmaster Slice, Chicago and uh, Scratchmaster L. Those are all Cleveland legends. Those are all guys nice. I'm fans of guys. Like if I, if they're DJing and I'm not DJing, like I'm going, I'm getting them a drink. You know, if they need some wings, whatever, I'm going to watch them. Um, (laughs) Who really got me into DJing? Honestly, man, you. Um, When I put you on, essentially, I was like, oh, shit. Like, you was, like, rocking the crowd. And plus, you a fucking wizard when it comes to the blends. Like, that fucking blender tape. After hearing that and then watching you in action, I actually had a, a, a DJ who was, like, right there and wasn't somebody I only heard on the radio that was inaccessible. So fan of some of the Cle- uh, Cleveland DJ legends, um, you got me started. Ball got me. DJ Ball here in Cleveland got me started. DJ One Plus Two uh, here. He's on the radio here. He also um, helped me sustain a career, and it's probably the reason why I'm still DJing 14 years later. I'm in the game almost every day now. So a couple of things. One, I did not even know you were going to say that. So that, 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 that was my setup. You need a Kleenex. No, I'm good. Secondly, <laughs> anybody out there that, that's listening that wants to get on my good side, buy me wings because I definitely <laughs> need wings while I'm DJing. Um, not necessarily a drink. So tell us about your first DJ gig. Uh, um, I was fortunate enough to um, be heavily affiliated before I got into uh, to actually becoming a DJ. So you already know, Burn. I'm a proud member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. You know, shout out to Epsilon Theta chapter. And so uh, I already had, yeah, RAV chapter. Got to add that in. And uh, at the time, I was going through a transition in life. Went back home. But my wife, uh, shout out to TZ, she was president of NPAC. And when it came down for the, uh, it was the uh, winter, was it the icebreaker? Winter icebreaker. No, fall icebreaker, which is the, one of the bigger ones. And I, I landed the, the contract. And I did a good job, but it was so many. I lost money on the first gig, essentially, because I had to rent equipment. Mm. I had to, but it, there was still what transportation. I still had to pay for gas. I killed my battery 
at the end of my game because I left my lights on. Don't know how I left my lights on. Broke my headphones because my hands were so sweaty and I was so nervous that my headphones slipped out my hands. I broke one of the cones and then I also broke my uh, head shell. So I broke my first head shell before I played my first song. And when I went outside, you know, to take a breather, I had to get some duct tape, fucking tape the fucking tone arm and the head shell together just to spin. This is before I even knew about like the um, the sure needles or anything like that. Oh, yeah. And I had a TT or the Newmark TT 200 where I went through five of them bitches because I'm so heavy handed. Yeah, I I made it through and I also gained my first hater, which you do know we shared the same (laughs) hater. Shout out to him. I'm I'm sure he's doing great now. (laughs) He's doing great. But he he definitely blasted me on Facebook, said, who plays my drink of my two step? And it was like 11 o'clock in 2008. Like that song was still hot. Like, leave me alone. But that was my first gift. <laughs> Listen, man, we ain't going to say his name in this podcast. We, there's no yeah, we're not going to say it. But I'm going to tell you all about him <laughs> once he's done recording because the biggest hater. Man. But it took all of that. To hate, though. I would have took all of that as signs that I was supposed to be a receptionist or <laughs> yeah, I would have been a bank teller or a bank teller. <laughs> <or something>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about leaving, but I was like, no, you got to see it through. But yeah, uh, that was my right. first gig. It was huge. I, I I was uh, I came with not even enough sound. So they had us in a field house bar yeah. and I had maybe four speakers where it should have taken eight. <laughs> nah, yeah, the field house is like yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a field house, so y'all can imagine how big it was. Right. And um at that time, I think when I did the Iceberger, shout out to the Zetas because they gave me my first gig um at Bowl No, my first Iceberger at Bowling Green. And I had to rent speakers probably from the same spot everybody goes in Toledo. <laughs> And yep. the sound system was not big enough for the room. And this is also when I wasn't charging the right price. So all the money went into the speakers because I just wanted the Bags. DJ. So I know all about that. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I seem distracted because I actually found a copy of the first mixtape. But the problem is. I was is, trying to figure out what you were looking for. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not even the blender. It's under construction. It's the one I made at UC. The very, very, very first mixtape that says dj burn with a u on it because it was oh. that long ago and <laughs> i don't even fifth- have that yeah so my idea uh, not to derail the conversation is that it's i'm about to be in my 15 year i'm going to redo that mixtape um with the right acapellas and instrumentals and put it out as a mix because okay. but the problem is i i don't it's, it's 2022 i don't have anything that plays cds and so I, I not I can't even play it or copy it. So I'm gonna have to go to like FedEx or something and be like, can you make a, make this into like an MP3 for me or something? Because I have nothing, literally nothing in here. The PlayStation Five oh, don't even play CDs. I have no old laptops that have CD players on them. Wow, the times so, times fly. You should have uh, found it before I got rid of that Dell that I started on. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> we could have made you some copies. <laughs> Byron, while you're talking about uh, your projects, man, did you ever tell anybody about that song you made? Oh. <laughs> We're going to save that for the 100th episode of this podcast. Because I definitely made a couple songs. Shout out to Midwest Connection or whatever we called ourselves at Bowling Green. You, I made a couple songs. You know which songs. one I'm talking about, I know right? exactly what song you're talking about. I, talk about I can't that. find it. I ain't got it no more either, thank God. But yeah, I was making beats before I started DJing and... Um, there's like seven songs I made total and they were all terrible. But uh anyways, uh back to our questions. Uh Risa, I think you got a question. Uh 
Oh, yeah. So I was going to ask, you guys both brought up like a good point about like how Greek life, you know, that's a really good plug in when you're becoming a new DJ. And since you are affiliated, what do you think are some of the pros and maybe even some of the drawbacks of being affiliated? And by the way, hey, fam. Oh, shoot. What's up, fam? <laughs> um, some of the pros of being affiliated is that gigs will come very, very easy. Like um, there was a point where me and Burns joint hater did, he was very upset because we were not even attending Bowling Green anymore. And we were still the uh, main DJs being called in from out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can almost always kind of dictate what your ticket is. I mean, I'm pretty sure you know how the budgeting and stuff works for the universities and colleges and things like that. You know, once you got your paperwork in, you know, they know that they have a budget, you know, that it's fam and they're going to show love. You're going to do what you're supposed to do. So you typically come out great. Now, the cons to that is that there are times where, you know, yo, frat could play you. I've been played by a frat before. You know, they give you a, a, a handful of ones and fives, not knowing that you know how to count real fast. <laughs> but it's like, yo, like you short or, uh, you know, there could just be that everybody's just too familiar sometimes. And mm-hmm. sometimes that friends and business don't, or even frat and business don't always go together. So mm-hmm. that, that I would say that would be the only kind. Uh, and then also too, another pro is that you got everybody who's in your local chapter or around that's they're your marketing for you. So it's like, if you do it right, it, it can, it can really pay off. But then it's like, once you get into this life, it's like, is this what you want? Cause it can mm-hmm. get real busy and yeah you'll feel lonely but I'll leave it there (laughs) well I have a question I'm not affiliated but do those type of parties ever get redundant like are you playing the same thing every time are they like is it a super easy gig is it boring like what's your overall well frat parties now if you're talking about like undergrad frat easy easy work that's all you're doing is just playing to titter energy all everybody want to do at the end of this party is go get laid or go get more drunk or get some food. So it's like, can you keep that energy up? But then you got to make sure you manage it so that they don't fight. And then you mm-hmm. get the campus and all that shit locked down. Um, now, if you're talking about the older bros, then that's when you got to be a little bit more creative and get into the bag. And you're not really playing to make sure that everybody's about to fuck later. You making sure that they having a good time and you just time traveling and getting those memories inside inside Mm -hmm. of them from when they did cross or when they did graduate, all that shit. That's a really good point. I like that. I said in a previous episode, this is why college DJs don't always transition into regular DJs because it's not just high energy. I want to party, 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 party. You actually got to read the crowd and... It can't be all ratchet music. Sometimes they already juice. You already lit. It ain't hard to make a drunk person dance, bro. (laughs) All people want to do is go to the icebreaker and go crazy. Literally like, so anything can do that, especially back in, you know, Oh nine when it was uh, Gucci man, heavy, you know, and, and mixtape heavy, Lil Wayne heavy. Like, yeah, it was was easy, easy work. Mm Um, so when you first started DJing, um, I guess you had an idea about how it was going to go, but when you actually started DJing, like what'd you learn as far as something you didn't know from the outside looking in? First of all, I didn't know how to count. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know how to, I didn't, I didn't learn how to count until I joined a, uh, a music group, uh, R and R 
and that was like a few years after I started DJing. So like I got into it just full of passion, not knowing, spent all my money on equipment. And then somebody was like, uh, I think I was trying to do like some an artist had hit me up, wanted to reach out to me. It was like, hey, you know, could you do put this on the two or something? I'm like, the what? What? <laughs> I'm like, I love you talking about. He's like, you don't know, he's like, you count your bars? Bars. What are you talking about, sir? These BPMs match. That's all I know. That's yeah. what I was talking. This is say 88. This say 88. And the tone sound right. Let's go. Right. Uh, but uh, I, and then I get lost in my words too. Man, I, I'm thinking about you got me thinking about a lot of shit on the DJ side when I first started. And then also now. So what was that other part to that question? Sorry about that. Oh no, you you answered. I was just wondering. Okay. What you. The, the the biggest thing you learn when you actually start DJing is like you gotta be able to count the bars, count the beat, right? Yeah, yeah, counting because um of course everybody started off with some lazy transitions or some fucked up transitions, but counting was one of those things I knew I didn't know and I had to learn fast. Um mm-hmm. everything else, uh, I don't know, I think I was just lucky. I mean, honestly, I had you. I I would call you and hey, you would help me out, bro. You 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 been tech support, man. I'm telling you, man. You, you, you know, it's been, it's been times, man. No, Byron has literally saved some gigs where I'm calling like, yo, I've never experienced this issue. What is this? And it's Who sometimes you might like? remote hmm. in. <laughs> You're like, hey, real quick. And you send me a picture like, this? what do I do with this? I like, definitely just hit there. you up for that yeah. one. Like somebody, I, I got to the gig. I noticed that the girls were dance doing um, choreography. So I'm like, uh, are y'all expecting me to play something for them? Because nobody told me about this ahead of time. Right. Yeah, we're, we actually need you to play too, but we'll just send you the songs. So I'm like, bet, not a problem. Airdrop them to me. They emailed me video and I was like, okay. Hey, Burn. I know you're <laughs> I know you're busy. That's why you're not the one not doing this gig, but uh, I need ah. you to tell me how to <laughs> export this too. And he did it and like, 30 seconds but yeah i'm always hitting him up for technical issues for sure also the free game of this segment is uh you can play videos if you got the serato video plug-in you just drop the mp4 on the deck it'll play like mp3 and the video Mm -hmm. will just go nowhere but i mean it's it's still good audio comes out sometimes in the middle of me djing i'll be playing the video file and i look like oh shit i didn't mean to do that but the audio still sound good so free Mm -hmm. game um, oh, we got enough RAM. <laughs> yeah, if you got enough RAM, don't be having some of these computers. Like, when did you? You didn't start with a, a MacBook, did you? No, I started with your Gateway. I bought from you. Oh yeah. <laughs> that gateway. gateway. Oh, you know what? Let's not, skip the Gateway. Let's talk about this coffin. Where is oh, the bro. coffin? I gave that coffin away uh, to buried, buried. I think. <laughs> I think I gave it to O. I think Oliver took yeah. it because uh, the um, the protective coating came off on the handle, and it was just oh, wow. it was just too heavy and just inconvenient. Like it looked good, but it was just bad to carry. It just awkward. A lot and of pain. A lot of back lower back pain. And the only reason <laughs> I bought that because it was cheaper than buying two separate cases. Investing yourselves, guys, because. You don't want to carry two turntables and a mixer in one hand in a six-foot coffin or however big it was. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was about six foot. And I'm strong, but, like, back pain, man. <laughs> a, that definitely took years off my life, for sure. Um, Wait, did- we didn't ask him if he started 
Do you have the same DJ name you started with? Oh, yeah. I do. Really? I do. I have a, a slight alter ego I've been working on, but I ain't ready to bring him out yet. So, but yeah, no, DJ Nomadic's been my name uh, since I started. Everybody was asking me, like, where'd you come with that name? And, yeah, I, and sure. when I tell people, they never believe me. And I'm like, don't y'all believe me? Like, this is really how I came with the name, bro. <laughs> How'd you come up with but, it? Uh, well, my mom, you know, she had me in the library a lot. So, you know, growing up, single mom in the hood, you know, to keep you safe, either in school or sports. Well, mom put me in the library. And so I had to read a lot of books. And so I was just really into words. And Nomad was one of them words that I liked. And then I was like, well, how can I make it cooler? You know, if I want to use it as a DJ name. So I just came up with Nomadic. But also, I didn't ever, I never started in my hometown as a DJ. I probably didn't get my first mm-hmm. gig in Cleveland until like a year later. Like everything was always out of town. So I considered myself, you know, to just go where the money was, which is what I was doing. Hmm. Look how that came back full circle. Right. Love that Listen, for you. <laughs> that's a better story than how I came along. Um, I want to also reflect on that party at Anatomy. Oh, man. That the one was dud. A, the bus. We got bus. We, hold on, we got lit because we smuggled um, hella champagne in there. But yep. that was, uh, but I remember we got played, though. We got we played. Did. They stole our party. Um, Wait, they... what? Start from the beginning. So, right. um, <laughs> what's it called now? What's that building called now? It's not Anatomy. It's uh, shit. I can't. They. I think they got a new name for it. They keep changing it. But that was the place we had Orange Soda. But we was down on West Ninth. Yeah, West Ninth. Um, it was. Have you been there more than once? Outside of this year, yeah. So it, it was when we all were DJing together. So there's a space upstairs, and we rented that space um, to have our party. But you obviously got to go in the building and up the stairs to get to our party. And I guess they, all, our crowd, whoever came for us, they were just taking them downstairs. So it was yep. literally like three people upstairs the whole night. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell no. And my wife's birthday at the time, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. We just is that Marlon's fault? We just gonna blame. <laughs> no, this this was. was I know, I know. Twenty ten, I think, and I actually drove yeah. up there for that. Um, and my car was having car problems, but I made it. Um, or somebody I was interested in at the time that came and was like, "Oh, this shit weak," and left. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we had a cool little bus. setup. That we had our turntables next to each other. That, that's just a little. I have pictures. I'll probably put it up with this podcast. Um, but I learned a lot that night. Um, and that's just one of the few gigs. Well, there's a handful of gigs that I've done with, for nobody, literally nobody, DJing for nobody. Um, but yeah, we're going to take a break real quick um, and get to our segment, uh, Put Us On. This is the part of the podcast where we tell you about a song that you need to know about, whether it's new or old, definitely something that you should be listening to. And I'm actually going to go first because I'm ready. Um, so this is an artist from Cleveland. That you, I'm sure you, you, you probably heard of him before, uh, Nomadic. I just got put on to Auntie Piggy. Oh, she just got shot, right? Yeah, she just got shot. Why and, uh, is this the first? It's how he said it for fun me. Because she got shot six times and she's still with us. So shout out to her. God um, bless. Shout out to song, God. <laughs> the song is called True, um, produced by Arjun and Fool. Yeah, hope she okay. That. Yeah, this song is hard. And. Just listen to her music and 
her music and more so her voice, it really cuts through and it's really memorable. So definitely check that out. Um, on Friday night with your ratchet friends, you'll enjoy it for sure. That's uh, True by Auntie Piggy. Y'all not ready. I am ready. I'll go. I'll go. Yeah. So, <laughs> so my song is Lemonade by Vince Staples and Ty Dolla Sign. It's off of Vince Staples' most recent album. Like it came out like two weeks ago, maybe mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a nice little like it's kind of upbeat. It's not like something you would probably hear in a club, but it might be played like at an R and B type ish night. Um, but yeah, I like it. It's very spring summer in my opinion. Cool. Um, my song, I'm still on my little um, R&B vibe. Uh, there's a song called Gaslight by Eli Derby mm-hmm. that was suggested to me on Tidal um, that I really enjoy. So, Tidal be coming through with him. Mm-hmm. Zach, you got a song? Well, mine's is uh, Ratchet. My my uh, one of my little go tos. It's because um, I got to listen. So I, I got to preface this. My my gig I do Tuesday through Thursday. It's like a old school spot. So I DJ for anybody that's like 35 all the way up to like 60, 65, like some real OGs up there. So when I get to like get something with some bass and just ratchet, it's a little, it's a little double O. You selling dope? I don't know if y'all hit. You just put it's, me on. You just put me on. Song, it's like 77 BPMs that 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 easy yeah. BPM to work with, you know? And it just the 808 just just smacks the venue yeah (laughs) but it's not like over the top like new shit where it's like i hit him with a ooga booga booga it ain't none of that shit it's just (laughs) (laughs) that's hard i'm listening that's hard (laughs) but no it it, it go hard i like that song it's like a i get the transition out from another genre with that song typically because of how it comes in right right gotcha all right well we're gonna add those to those playlists that I haven't made yet. So add those, add those for us, Malcolm. Yeah, appreciate you, Malcolm. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Tomorrow is uh, Administrative Professionals Day, so thank you for being our secretary. Right. Aw, cash yeah, so. out. Um, but speaking of gigs, so that's I guess like your standing gig. What other gigs do you have coming up? Um, let me see. Well, I got a ton of like private stuff, but like I have. The sneaker ball coming up here. Well, I have two sneaker balls coming up that I'm DJing. So one in May that I'm doing for Chef Ty here. And it's going to be at the uh, venue that I'm at now, Nationalities. And then we also have another sneaker ball July 2nd that's coming up. And that's more so a, a all-class student reunion for uh, my high school. I went to East High, which is uh, now closed here in Cleveland. But we still have a lot of, you know, bomber pride and... Um, those are like just the two main, but I DJ every week, pretty much all through the week. Tired. <laughs> do <laughs> you remember? Do you remember when you you couldn't get booked for anything, and like you sitting at home just with equipment, not doing nothing? Yeah. Um. When I came home from college, and like you know, like I said, like being affiliated, like you get those gigs. But when I came home, it was like, who are right. you? Like, and I'm like, yo, like. I just did this and I did that. They're like, bro, like this is Cleveland. Like, we don't know nothing about that Toledo <laughs> shit that you did, that right. tipping shit or none of that. And so 
I uh, I had to attack the scene with a crazy, <laughs> crazy promotion. Mm-hmm. But I also had, I also know how to network too. Right. So I I targeted all the the popular DJs, bought everybody drinks, you know, went to multiple gigs until somebody finally gave in and let me come to a session. And then um, I was charging people like $60 for any amount of hours for any gig for like a 90 day period. And then that helps. So I know getting yeah, show improve. I got taken up top for 10 hours for $60, but. Oh no. That's, that's child that's labor. <laughs> I've done, I've done two 10 hour gigs for less than a hundred, less than what I was supposed to get said just to say that. But that was, I know I could do a 10 hour set though. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I want to find out that way. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do it that way. It's not that fun when you know you're not getting that uh getting that bread. Now, 10 hours and it's four figures in there. Let's go. I did like an eight, nine hour set and it was not fun. So I feel you. And and yeah, I, I probably won't disclose those details. But yeah, I know what that's like to be there all day. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing nothing for 10 hours. You hear me? Uh, also, <laughs> Shout out to the Zetas in Toledo, too, because they took care of me a couple times. Um, you mentioned networking, and I always say the DJ scene is a little more friendly, in my experience, mm-hmm. in Cleveland than it is Columbus. I could be wrong, um, but is that just what you do? You just you just go out, buy drinks, chop it up? Because, you know, like while you're DJing, is not the most opportune time to be talking to somebody. So right. how's that go? Well, what I would do is the drinks would get their attention, so the first person attention I caught on here in Cleveland was uh, Corey Grant. So Corey, Corey, he's a bit different from everybody. So he started, I think, a year after me. But when he came out, it was like he was like 13, 14, 15 years ahead of everybody as far as skills mm. as a, a rookie. Like nobody was really scratching. Some people were still on virtual DJ at the time. And he's out coming out the gate, you know, with the, the scratching and everything. So. I bought him a drink and was trying to, you know, play it nonchalant. And as I came off the stage after giving him the drink he won, I didn't, you know, there was no pressure. He was like, yo, bro, like, who are you? Like, you, this is like your third time coming to gigs. Like, pe- people take notice to who come to their shit and support. And uh, this is before we t- retweets and all that shit. And um, eventually I got called in to have a session. And then, like, maybe two weeks later, he threw me like a, $600 gig for like an hour and a half, bro. Like oh, wow. that easy. And it was just love since then. Then the word spread. We got somebody who could fill in for these, these double and triple bookings that we got. Mm-hmm. A session. Oh, like, yeah. A session like to, uh, I wanted to learn. So I'm like, you know, like a practice session, you know, That's which really ain't nothing more than, you buying more drinks and or food and whatever else to, to make the the sensei more relaxed to want to teach you some shit. Do you and teach? See, I used to. Um, I did briefly with the homie New Air. We both attempted to uh, to create a program to build new DJs. Um, we had a, maybe a, a good two, three month run and everybody stopped coming. Like everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, can you teach me? And it was like, fuck it. We created a thing to teach people, got the space, everything. And then people wouldn't show up. And it's just like, all right, <laughs> no hard feelings. Okay. And we didn't charge either. Oh. oh, wow. And they still didn't come? Oh. Well, you're what? getting to heaven for that. 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> DJing. <laughs> what um, what's your goal with DJing? Honestly, uh, DJing is is my outlet to get out the house away from the family. It's not necessarily about the money because I make good money with my regular job. And so I I think if I were to say what I would want out of this, uh, I would say the freedom to be 100% creative instead of, instead of having to fit into a box. Mm. The Cleveland music scene is very... Like we still like people still have to hear pistol beer pumps. People still have to hear not staying on me. People still gotta hear Gucci Man photo shoot and like almost in that order. Wow. So like they need to hear the same shit and like it's so conservative here. You can't really get off the new shit. Like I have tons of new shit, but it's like you play it and it's like shoulders stop moving. But then when you <laughs> play what they're familiar to, it's like they with it. So then you almost have to damn near blend everything. Like you have to loop the loop the last eight to four bars of whatever they used to listen to to mix it in with the shit that you want to introduce them to. That's that's an ongoing um, point on the on the internets is that you have the the critics who are like, damn, all y'all do is play the same 10 songs. Can we can we get into the, you know, 2022? There's all this new stuff you guys could be playing. It's like. Well, yeah, we try to play those songs. And when we play them, you guys look at us like we're fucking stupid. So right. then we got to go back to 2005. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, then also, too, uh, verse, DJing now versus when I first started, everybody wasn't on their cell phones. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, facts. Everybody wasn't on their cell phones. Now you can stream everything and make it live and put people in your experience. That, I think, also affects the experience if they're Absolutely. not drunk enough, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, because they're so in their phone. They're not in the moment. They're not in the room. Um, you did say you had to go. What time do you? What's a hard out for you? Um, pause. Uh, I would say about like fifteen <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Is it fifteen? I, I don't live. Yeah, I don't live far from the place. I'm cool with the owner, but uh, I'd say like another like fifteen. All right. I didn't want to hit you in the rapid quick rapid fire questions. Um, the next Are question I do have though is, what is your preferred setup? Hmm. DJ setup. 1200s in my um in any like mixer well preferably like a s9 or s11 but 1200s is what i still rock to this day i still got my original pair um and i rock with the phase so i don't use the the needles are too expensive and they take too long to get here from japan now but that the 1200s s9 or s11 with the phase and a 16 i gotta say 16 gigs of ram at least yeah on the computer that's important that's important um you got pa speakers right yep i got what the brand? srm joints uh yama no mackie mackie srm okay. joints okay. it's not bad okay, okay. Uh, i'm trying to think if you guys have any questions, bluetooth through. <laughs> uh, so if oh, yeah, you if you could throw your own festival in cleveland what djs are you bringing on stage for sets uh Definitely New Era SO, Corey, Graham, One Plus Two, Gotta Bring a Homie Ball, Majette. And then um, Burn would have to come down for sure, for sure. And I think I'm missing one. 
I think I'm missing one. I no, I'm, I don't think I'm missing any DJs. All right. Now, I'm not familiar with all. I'm not familiar with all of them. Were any of the ones you just named women? Um, as far as the women, I don't like I that. Some, so there, no, there's some there's some ladies here that I consider sisters that can rock, but I'm talking about like where we can get real funky on the tricks and stuff. So like the first two DJs, So New Era, they're actual. Um, they did the DMCs and qualified uh, they're on the regional side. Yeah. And they they dope as fuck. And then you got one plus two, DJ Majet, their blends are crazy, but then they also got they can cut it up too. Mm-hmm. But if I was to put any other lady DJs on the stage, it gotta be Coco Z. Um, mm-hmm. she's probably the most advanced. I love the the ladies. Oh, sorry. And you got Queen, Queen, um, I'm about to miss her. Uh Queen Caesar. I forgot about her. Oh, yeah. She's definitely she's oh, yeah. She's I'm, I'm uh familiar. She's actually one of the ones. She's a sleeper cell here that most people sleep on. Oh, DJ Red Eye. I'm leaving out the ladies. Yeah, so Red Eye, Queen Caesar, Coco Z. There we go. Uh, I like this. You even could put DJ Cree <laughs> in there. But Queen Caesar is probably, as far as turntablist and song knowledge, Queen Caesar is probably, hands down, top lady DJs probably in Ohio. And I don't know if really anybody can like fuck with her. She literally, all she do is work practice i love like him. but she learned that from new era because that guy was military and all he do is eat sleep practice like like literally sure. turntable set up in the living room mm-hmm. practice like serious business <laughs> so when you go out to hear djs what is it what are you looking for what impresses you mm-hmm um, right now, the only thing that I'm interested in hearing is how is everybody doing their transitions? Um, just because, like, I don't have the time to get out as much as I would just because mm-hmm. I, I DJ at one spot at least three days a week, sometimes five days. So it's like you don't get to hear nobody else shit. You only get to hear you. And so you think this still is not sharpening still at that point. But for me, I think the transition songs, I know what everybody's playing. Like, here, you're going to hear Tamia. Tevin Campbell, <laughs> as far as R and B and stuff, no doubt he rolled his eye. <laughs> no, I know dead it's the ass. same shit here. <laughs> well, because I mean, like Burn yeah. made a post, and then I was like, I you're, I normally you know get sucked into social media, so I'm looking at everybody's uh, stories and I'm listening to the songs. I'm like, it's the same shit. Mm-hmm. Like we all play the same shit. Like you can't really, I mean, you can blend it, but it's like it's the same shit. And then when Burn made the post, I'm like, damn, it's like it is shit. the same shit. Like, but we, you know, people are conservative, but you got to get the people what they want at the end of the day. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the issue with DJing. It's like most DJs are more, or typically you're the nerdiest of your music lovers and also AV nerds who know how to work equipment and shit. Mm-hmm. And you got some people who get into this shit just because they know you can make money or you might be able to get you some cheeks or something. But for the most part, you dealing with, you battling between being creative or mm-hmm. following or just, get, just lock it in your bag because I'm pretty sure we all got a story when we got played by a bar manager or owner or something mm-hmm. like that for whatever reason. Do you feel like that, I'm asking everybody, do you feel like that's specific to a demographic? Do you feel like 
Okay, let me word this the right way. I know where you're going. I'm agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm trying to say like, is is your creative creativity contingent upon the demographics that are in attendance? Yep, hundred percent. I, I do feel like there are some spaces where you can be creative and the people are just rocking out. They don't they don't really care as long as it's you know the you know some good shit. Yeah. And then there's other you know, situations where it's like, oh, okay, I see who's in here. I know how this is going to go. I know what I need to play. I'll just leave it at this. Anytime I DJ for uh, people who are not as melanated as I, (laughs) I make almost double of what I would make in a night. And I would get tips. Like, there's one lady who tips me at least 50 bucks a song just because I remember the shit she likes and she tips. So, um, (laughs) and and she's not black, but with our peeps or just black people. I'm just See, I was trying not to it, say it, I, that's it, why it, I kept it at I'm demographics. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's I'm very much a, I'm not doing that to the our people. I don't, but yeah, it is. It's, it's very much like <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm assuming everybody, you know, brother and sister, you know, I know Byron, you know, he's he's half and half, but <laughs> our our people are so tough on us when it comes to anything creative. Like I don't care. Mm-hmm. I've you can just imagine how. And, I, and no disrespect, but like somebody like DJ EV, right. this man could play. Let me see. I'm gonna think of something outrageous. He could play Bubble Guppies and fucking Houdini together, and the shit is gonna fly. But you take that same energy, that same DJ, the same experience, the same career, black crowd, Bubble Guppies and Houdini's not gonna fly. Right. It's just not. Like there's DJs, Jazzy Jeff, he could take, he could put certain shit together and it flies with other crowds but when it's but he's slightly different because he has a reputation to where he can do whatever the fuck he wants but for somebody like myself our people are are tough and you got to give them an hour of gucci man and they okay with that you know i may not like it but they're okay with it (laughs) i like gucci man what's one song what's one song um that every set you love to play maybe for yourself and then what's one song you know like you got to play for the crowd that you haven't already named um a song i play for myself i think it's uh what's what's your name tyler the creator that's not a Mm -hmm. song that everybody um especially like kind of how it abruptly kind of comes on yeah, you got the dj drop in the back yeah so everybody can't get past that initial shock yeah. but when they finally hear that oh <laughs> you know, nervous that's, that's my shit i like that uh for me um for the crowd um so i would say one of the songs i play for my old school crowd i don't know why they like it so much but uh 702 feature and pharrell uh i still love you Mm, it's, it's got that's that no fret song because it, it's we not it's not that old, every time <laughs> but it's not new mm-hmm. but it's one of those songs where you can either take it back because it's got those dun, dun, absolutely dun, absolutely you could take it back or you can still bring it up front with some heavy eight or late shit to still keep the energy up i think i just mixed that with uh, an Aaliyah record over on sunday yeah i think Don't it was if your girl only know very often and, and do and, and what about it, it? Every time. And period. <laughs> it's like chicken. Out. You know who goes up when I play it? The men go up for it way more than the ladies do. It's a great song. Hey. The men now, lose their mind. <laughs> now, for the younger crowd and here in Cleveland, uh, 
Birthday by Preen. You know, everybody mm-hmm. still rocking to that song. So yeah. Look, he he's I wasn't just calling him local artist, but like he's doing his thing and shit's on the radio. So homie, yeah, fellow uh blue bomber. Um so my last question, if you can explain it, is what where did the Texas influence start in Cleveland? Like why is it such a heavy influence music wise? Um well, you got to think about it. Like, uh, Cleveland is very segregated. Like, Cleveland, um, I don't know if you know the history of Cleveland, but the roads, the freeways, if you were to take a map of Cleveland, you'll see where they just like, all right, no more black people here. That's what we're going to call that Bretonaw. We're going to call this Parma, this Lakewood. Mm-hmm. Like, they literally boxes in to the point to where we only had, you know, our own shit. And so when you can't really go across the other side of town because you always going to get pulled over. Only thing you can do is just ride around and, you know, beat in the car. A lot of people used to, uh, uh, pull up, you know, pop a little, you know, pop a trunks or swing those. Mm-hmm. So with the chop and screw with that Texas, that Texas sound came with was consistent, like heavy, hard hitting shit before we just had bone where, right. They they working the fuck out your tweeters, your your tweeters and your highs and your mids. But you know, outside of the shit that they did with Biggie, Tupac, and maybe some Scarface shit. Well, no, Scarface actually. Because you know, they had a uh, face mob. And right. one of the uh, one of their artists that worked with Scarface was from Cleveland. So that also mm-hmm. could have helped bring in that that Texas uh sound. Oh, okay. Okay. I was just always on history. Come on, school us. History lesson. Um I don't have any other questions. Oh, <laughs> what's the worst request you, you ever received? Well, it's, I don't know why people ask me to play this one fucking song. Um, when it's, and they always like, like, could you play this when we're writing at like 90 to like 110 BPM? Enchanted Evening by The Temptations, man. These old, these OGs be tripping, bro. Like, <laughs> could you play Enchanted <laughs> Evening, but you on Cardi B up, like, Bam, like you about to kill the whole party and you about to have somebody bringing a new DJ. Like, that's, a, that's their way of saying we ain't trying to listen to this ghetto ass shit. Turn this off. Right. <laughs> it's a young buck. <laughs> Slow it down. But, but I think the spot I'm at, it's called nationalities. And like we have a different, we have a wide range of age groups. And so people see me, I rock a lot of Supreme and shit. And so they see me like, oh, he's about to just play the new shit. But I'm like, no, like I have everything. I have range, like, the range, I'm baby. cultured. Yeah, and then I'll I'll work the crowd. So sometimes, like if I ain't seeing no shoulders move, I'll actually get the get on the mic and just start talking shit. Like a lot of times, you know, a lot of them ain't used to you shouting them out, and then they turn around. And it's like, yeah, you with this on this on and such and such, and then you know you just have a little fun, and then drinks i just buy drinks a lot too and so that it also helped loosen some people up they bring in more people but um i i just try to just try to find that wave if i can and i just surprise people because they look at me and think like they don't know how old i am 35 by the way um and you know i i got that range i'm ready but they keep putting you in the box man keep putting you in the box ain't no box i I have one more question (laughs) if you don't feel comfortable answering it you don't have to but right, this is the uh, there's a point to this. So you do this spot Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? Yep. How much you get paid a night? A night there, 
the low two. So I, I agree to two, 200 a night. Um, I only bring myself and one turntable, mixer, computer. I get tips, drinks. But when he calls me for like the Saturdays and Sundays where I can get like more money, then that's when I'll be like 253 just because he's been so consistent with me. Everybody the fuck else, 350, 400, depending on how I feel. And then if it's a wedding, they'll get the contract with all that shit. But that's what I've been charging. I just want you Columbus DJs to stop taking $50 to DJ. You oh, fucking up my business. That's my, that's the drink tab right there. A drink tab? What's that? I have no what idea is what that, that is. Never heard of that. Well, yeah. So, yeah. I'm, the last I, time I, I had one, I was in Cleveland. <laughs> right. Oh, y'all, y'all yeah, took they, care uh, of us when we were there. Oh, they don't give y'all drinks at y'all nope. spots. We about to go on strike. Well, they, well, here, well, one, well, I, I listened to one of the other episodes, and I'm one of those DJs. I don't necessarily have to drink to DJ, but I prefer. Um, <laughs> It, and it really is all because when I DJ, I literally get off work. So today, once I got this call, I'm, I'm headed straight up to the gig. But I literally get off work, get an hour to myself, and then I'm DJing. And that's three days in a row. Back to back. I still have wife and kids. You know, that you know they still, we need to do stuff with them. So it's like a drink is like the, now you get to turn into DJ Nomadic, you know. Right. Are any of your kids showing interest in music yet? Yeah, they both. Whenever I, uh, I got all girls, so I got two girls and every time they see me put my clothes and they're like, daddy, you go to DJ? I'm like, yeah. And it's like, I go DJ too. And then they always dancing and into music. But I, I believe my oldest daughter, she's into it. She's five. I think she'll be interested in it. Um, just because she just wants to just do everything. And it's, that'll be something good to put her energy into. And she can make some money too. Yeah. The world needs more women DJs. Um, anybody else have any questions for you? Get to there. No, thank you for this spending was great. your hour with us. I yes. hope you still get so, to drink man. when you get there. <laughs> I am. I, they they have my bucket set up. I get a bucket of oh. three Modellos, and then they make me a white tea. Wow, I'm jealous. Vodka. Okay, no, yeah, man. Let me write this bucket. down. I He's greeted with a bucket, writer. y'all. Yep, I so I don't have get. to go back and forth. I, it's a little thing. I pack a tumbler and I put my alcohol in a tumbler and then hide it in my bag and smuggle it in. Well, no, keep keep doing it. Like, I'm going to tell you like this. <laughs> as as many gigs I've done and the prices I've taken, like, these owners and managers should just be giving you the drinks and food for the free. Like, you, there should be no reason you should be putting my, your gig money back into the business when you're helping them make money. And, you know, food and everything, that's anywhere from 40 to 60 percent margins, not to count their pockets. But it's like, like, come on, fam. Like, come on. You gave, that's why I you bring gave, my own. Yeah. Smuggle. Smuggle forever. I'm always <laughs> smuggle forever. That's the title. <laughs> Wait, are you going to pull up on us when we're there in July? We have a gig. Are you going to come? When? Well, when is it? The 23rd? Um, July 23rd. That's perfect because I don't DJ, but I DJ the day before, the night before. So I'm it's definitely Saturday. So put it on your calendar, please. We would love to have we'll you. We'll be at Rebar. So shout out to them. Man, it's going to be packed and hot in there. Hopefully, I bring some fans. Um, They're supposed to have that other side open either now, I think. It's not? Bruh, the, the ventilation <laughs> is um not applicable there. Um, <laughs> the house party. They got vibe, a recent like upgrade. 
I like well, that. All right. Well, I'll be hydrating so I don't pass out. All right. Get ready to pop top there. <laughs> uh, where can they find you on social media? Um, you can find me at IDJNomadic on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can find me at DJ Nomadic on Facebook. All right. Well, this has been great. I want to hold you. Go make that money. Yeah. Um, yes, sir. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, tell the wife I said what's up. And I shall. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Enjoy. You. Enjoy Jamaica. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait to go. <laughs> Don't drink the drink, uh, Byron. Oh, no. They, they're going to give you some drinks that's going to make you fertile and they work. That's how we got our first child. I'll leave you with that. Oh, yeah. I that was his advice. That. <laughs> <laughs> that's the free game. <laughs> All right, thanks. Yeah, that was his marital advice. Right, right. Don't drink the drink. <laughs> yeah, don't don't drink it once you tell him. Right, bye, bye. That's funny as hell. Drink the drink. All right, so we just had a busy weekend. Um, don't Freddie, you want to talk about your weekend? Real quick, have you ever backed out of the gig because you, you just didn't want to do it? All right. If you're listening, Marlon, I'm sorry, but a couple of times I said I couldn't make it. I just didn't feel like coming. <laughs> <laughs> it was at our bar, though, and I, and I, I feel like, so, long story less long, I feel like through the pandemic we all made sacrifices to show up for each other, uh, including myself, and I feel like that has bought me enough rapport to be like you know i just don't feel like djing tonight so i'm sorry i agree to this but you gotta find somebody else and i i, I think he understands because he knows um 10 times out of 10 I, i'm gonna show up so the one time i'm like uh, you know but anyways i'm sorry go ahead i feel like if anybody will understand it's marlon so yeah. yeah um but i try not to back out of gigs unless i absolutely have the, the i think the last time i backed out a gig I, was last april when i got covid so yeah. and i had mm-hmm. to right Right. So, um, yeah, I was a little nervous um, just because like my brain, I think it's because I'm uh, finals week and just, you know, exams and papers I've been writing for school, like a little bit of brain capacity I had left was just to shower, maybe not to try to put a set together. So um, got to Orange Soda. Um, Liza was on stage doing her thing. And then it was my turn. And... Outside of some criticism that Byrne gave me behind closed doors, which was that I wasn't mixing like I should have been, um, I thought I had an amazing set. I got a lot of really dope crowd reactions that night that I wasn't anticipating, but this is what I do it for. So I loved every bit of it. Um, so I was very pleased with how that came together um, because I didn't think it was going to come together at all. And then I got 
I think I finally went to bed around 3 a.m. I had to wake up at 620 for my 5K the next day. Woo, Chile. Yeah. And I just basically, once I shot up out the bed, like I just made sure I didn't sit back down because I knew if I did, it would be a wrap. Uh, but that was at a park. Was it Scioto Audubon where they, mm-hmm. um, the rock climbing thing is. Yeah. So that was for about two hours. That was cool. Um, I thought I was going to do cookout vibes, but I actually was doing like more dance and house vibes. Yeah. Question. You know, yeah. Was that the gig that you needed that you might need the generator for? Yes. Did you need it? I didn't. See, I didn't think so. Like I say, you're not running no LED wall. Like no EDM <laughs> festival, so whatever power they had there was probably gonna be more than enough. It's a like, festival like in my head. <laughs> DJ equipment at the volume we run it is probably the same uh, wire, just like it's like a refrigerator or something. So yeah, you can't mm-hmm. like run it off your cigarette lighter in your car, but a plug at a um, public park shelter should be enough. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was perfectly fine. I have been experiencing some issues with um serato in my controller where it cuts off while i'm performing so that happened a couple times on saturday um which was cool because when it did happen that people were running and had their own headphones in so there's not it was just for the people that's like the volunteers that were handing Mm -hmm. out snacks and, and water and stuff like that um but it did scare me for Sunday, my gig on Sunday, because I'm like, I don't want my shit to be cutting off while I'm DJing on Sunday, trying to, you know, get a vibe going again once the music cuts off. Right. Um, and I made it all the way to the end. Burn popped up on me after his set. He asked me if it happened. I told him no, but I knew it would since he asked me about it. And sure what, enough. Where were you on Sunday? L- oh, I was at Seven Sun on Sunday. I'm sorry. Seven Sun on the patio uh, for Sweet Tooth. Uh, it was a all woman DJ event from 5 to 10 p.m really dope vibes every there were three rooms going at once simultaneously we were knocking them out hour after hour and everybody was killing it, it was really dope and i hope it's something that we can uh I, I mentioned to uh sonic like i think this is something we could do quarterly maybe not that location but even if it is that location that's something we could do quarterly mm-hmm. um but the very last song that i played before little ratchet soul came on after me my shit cut off <laughs> So it was like, I'll just take that as a sign that this is where we swap out. Right. <laughs> so we swapped out after that. But yeah. Gonna, Go ahead. I, to t- uh, I was going to tell you when you got over here that I was going to make a profile for you on my computer so mm-hmm. that um, you can set up Serato how you like it. That way, if you need to use my computer, you can log in and it won't be like, oh, where's mm-hmm. the VPN and all that at? You know, it'll just be. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that um, when I first got to Orange Soda on Friday, my computer was set up for like 30, 30 minutes and it was fine. And then it started doing that cutting off thing. And that started freaking me out. Cause I'm like, I, it's starting, you know, people starting to come in. I cannot have this shit cutting off. So at last minute, burn was like, Hey, just log on to my laptop, use my laptop. So that was a seamless mm. performance for me. Saturday, not so much. And Sunday at the very tail end, I doubt anyone really knew what was going on, but yeah. I need to get that figured out or something because it, it's a mess. Like I have all these gigs coming up and I cannot have my shit cutting off, but I don't know how to fix it right? without buying another $3,000 computer. And who got that money? Nobody. Um, and I was going to say that this is why it's important to have your uh, library on an external hard drive. Cause then you can just plug into another computer and have all your crates instead yeah, of yeah. just um, solely relying on, 
if you ever try to go through some, that's like if you go into somebody's house and like guess where the cups are. Like you, mm-hmm. there's no like, there's there's no way you know like right off rip or like um, where you can find a soup bowl or something or you know because everything everybody has their own way of organizing. It's all in the kitchen, right. but then from there, where do you go? Um, and we did that right before, like right everywhere. before I started. So it was like I really didn't have time. I was a little anxious because I'm like, fuck, once everything came up, like I noticed his layout was different than mine. And I was kind of like trying to find how I search for songs when I'm DJing under under his. Um, But I rose to the occasion, I believe. So overall, my weekend, I would give myself a nine out of ten. You is flexible. That's surprising because you're usually really hard on yourself. So, yeah, good. Um, Also... I did want to say for those that don't know, um, you know, in Serato you can sort. There's different columns like, like, name of the song, artist, BPM, mm-hmm. date modified, how many times you played it, all that. And I think I had mine set up a certain way. One thing you probably didn't notice is that I did switch the trackpad so the swipe was in a different direction because I know that's something that I hate. So on yours, because you know how you you switched opposite. it to mine, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because I actually I didn't notice it. So you just pointed it out. But that is something I hate when I'm at your house practicing. I'm like, (laughs) and I hate too. Why does he do it this way? way. Like, because, yeah, that's how it was in 2009 when I first bought the Mac and I never changed it. Well, Um, I appreciate that. Thank you. No problem. So what did I do this week? (laughs) Lost my life this weekend. Um, (laughs) Friday. I feel like I did something on Thursday. We'll start on Friday. Like Friday, yeah, I don't know. Friday, I had a wedding rehearsal um, at Vance Memorial, and I was very anxious about it because um, the ceremony was outside. I'm not doing a ceremony, though. It was a um, string quartet. Uh, um, cocktail was on the roof. I needed speakers for that. Reception was inside. I was, I'm like, can you just show me where I'm going to be at so I can know where I can plug up at? And uh, the CULYP event was right after that, libations and conversations. So I had a Excuse me, rush over there to that. And I did that. And then Orange Soda was right after. So I had to rush over to Scully's. And I was very disappointed in Scully's. I hope Scully's, I hope you're listening. Um, because the sound guy didn't have everything set up. So Liza didn't end up going on until 10 30. Yeah. Damn. Which I'm not going to um, cut people's. Like, people really want. Some people are like, I don't give a fuck. I just want the money. But. Knowing our DJs, they really want to DJ. They want the whole hour. They want to perform. Like. So I'm like, uh, I was like, whenever you start, just go, uh, get off an hour later. I'll take the extra time out of my time, which that ended up meaning I didn't start till one thirty. And so the people that came mm-hmm. for me and didn't even get to see me DJ because Scully's wasn't on it. So Scully's, get it together. Um, I will say though. Uh, oh, second thing about your set is that the the, the feedback I gave you, um, it wasn't as bad as I thought when I went back and listened to it again. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was. Sure, it wasn't mixing, but it was good transitions. Cause like you know, uh, oh, no hands has that. Listen to this track, but it's a four count in the in the front, and you yeah. transition properly f- to have the count in order, as opposed yeah, to just playing the this. song. You know That's what we do. Um, <laughs> Liza played. I'm, she did a great job overall, but I would never forget she played Truth Hurts uh, and Rakim. And I, I came up on the stage, and I looked at Be Ready. I'm like, this is why we book D- good DJs. Because nobody would think of, think of playing this. This is a great song. I never play it. She's playing it. She's doing a great job. And he was like, I'm over here like a proud dad almost. Aww. I was like, that's what's up. Um, 
he did Mr. King started out with Archie, we ready. And before he got on, he was he he loaded the song on the deck. He was like, his own brother killed him. Ain't that crazy? I was like, man, that is really crazy. I don't know if I want to talk about that right now in the middle of this party, but that's very crazy. <laughs> so uh, DJ Mr. King started out with, uh, he told me he was going to, at first he was like, what bag you going to be in? Because I don't want to like step on your toes. I'm like, bro. Do what you I, do. I go last for a reason because I can adapt. Play whatever you want. Just don't play R. Kelly. And don't play Usher. You don't have to call. He was like, bet. Uh, so he told me he was going to Texas. I'm like, cool. I'm, I'm with it. Um, and then I got on. Um, I started with Lil Wayne Swag Surf because, I don't know. I just wanted to start with it. And I only had. You I, know I, why? Because nobody was in that bag, that type of bag that night. So it would have been yeah. like the perfect bag for you to be in. Yeah. Actually, did I, I, I had like a four or five song Lil Wayne run. I would play Aston Hose and um, some other shit. So I, I was trying to kick it off properly. Um, all in all, Orange Soda was great. And uh, remind me, actually remind me when we get done to tell you about the hater and future Orange Soda plans because we got an idea that I think is going to be great for the three of us. Okay. Um, so that was Saturday. And just like you, you told me that you was leaving early because you had to be up at 7, but you ended up staying. I'm glad because mm-hmm. I had to get up at nine and meet my uh, fiance's grandpa for the first time. They drove up from Nashville um, just for this because they're not mm-hmm. going to the wedding. And so I'm over at uh, whatever the restaurant is across the street, like eyes bleeding, like I'm so <laughs> tired. And then I had to turn back around. Uh, Brie was like, just take a little nap. I'm like, if I take an hour nap, I'm going to wake up pissed and still tired. So I'm getting my music together for the wedding, which I had to be there at two. Which uh, the bride um, is Hispanic, so she wanted a whole bunch of Spanish music, um, and she sent me a Spotify playlist that more free game. Don't open it the day of, because the link definitely didn't work anymore. Um, so I had to improvise. But uh, to be honest, the wedding went great. It looked like it was fun from what you posted. Yeah, it actually went great. It was a ball. Um, I'm not mad at people. So if I don't have the music. And people just want to um, give me requests. I'm not tripping off that. It's just sometimes when you, you don't have the music, they're like, just play something. I'm like, bro, help me out. Help me. <laughs> help. But uh, her mom came up with a piece of paper with oh, in, no, that's right. in old woman cursive, like, 20 songs. And I'm like, this is exactly what Thank exactly you. Exactly right. Thank you so and, much. And, uh, this, and, and kind of to your guys' point about the urban crowd, this, this non-urban crowd, was going up for every Spanish song. I don't, I don't even know if they knew the words. They were just. Did you play Gasolina? Yep. Actually, um, the bride asked me to play some oldies like Twist and Shout for the uh, for the groom's family. And I was like, okay. so I was playing it and that her side of the family was like, what, what's going on? I was like, she wanted me to do this. And so they had a little break. I looked over at the table next to me. I was like, all right, y'all had a break, right? I pressed play. It was Gasolina. They hopped up like the sea was on fire. I, oh, my I'm, God. <laughs> and the whole... Like I'm t- both sides of the family, they all rushed to the floor. It was a really good time, great energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but right at 11, they wanted me to keep going, and I was like, no, because I oh, had that- to go over the forum. And shout out to uh, Rigby Media for coming and packing up my equipment for me, um, which is a detail I'm going to share in, the, in a second of why that was critical. But you packed up all my equipment for me, which is good, because if I had to put that stuff in my car, I would have not got out of the car. I was so tired. I was actually <laughs> sitting there during a the reception while they were doing toast. Like slow blinking, like I need to stand up <laughs> before I fall asleep. So I go to forum. Uh, Dion's there. Shout out to Dion. Um, 
but he has the SR2. He has the mixed uh, controller that you have, Ratio, and obviously that doesn't have two USBs. And Chase was just having a problem with it, so I'm like, uh, it should work with mine. And you know, this is form. This is at 11:30 in the middle of the night. So not only do I have to cut the music, hopefully it plays on mine. So I unplug his USB. It's silent. I plug in the USB. It ain't working. I'm trying to figure it out. I have plugged up just a random USB. It wasn't the one plugged up to my computer. So I was like, oh, that's why it's not working. So I plugged the one to my computer. Worked fine. <laughs> I'm in there DJing. Also leaning against the wall about to fall asleep. Oh, my goodness. Um, two o'clock come. I had, this weekend, I drank more Red Bulls in my life than I ever have. Like, it was just energy drink after energy drink after fruit and vegetables and energy. Because I'm like, I got to eat something, but I can't eat no greasy food because I'm going to fall. This going to make me more tired. So then I came home, went to sleep, got up. I think I had a hearty breakfast, and then we had to go to the day party. Um, so I had to unpack the wedding stuff. No, I had to go all the way to a Kev's house to get my equipment because he packed it up for me. Take it back home, take the stuff out of the car I didn't need, um, and leave the speakers in there because I had to go to Bernard's. So I pull up the Bernard's. You know, this is uh, 85 degrees in Columbus in the oh. short north. Of course, there's nowhere to park, but I, I spun the block one time, and the spot opened up right in front of the building. Cool. Oh, Look at God. So I'm unloading all my shit, and I'm like, the two things you cannot forget is the power cable to your computer and the power cable to your controller, because those just ain't regular cords. You can get right. You can get speaker cords, RCAs, all that from anywhere. You can go to CVS and get them. Those two cords you gotta get from Guitar Center or Amazon. So I'm like, damn, I ain't got the cord to my controller. Wait, what? Yeah, oh, so well, you did tell me that, but that's crazy. What happened was, um, I usually have that cord in my backpack because I've forgotten it before, and so I'm like, right. if I got my computer, I got this cord. I'm guaranteed to have that. Yeah, but can't put it in a different bag though. Only bag I didn't bring that was the bag that had the mics in it. And I, uh, it was crazy was I went into the bag to take the mics out of that because I was going to use I was using wireless mics that day, and I left everything else in the bag, including the the, the cord. Luckily, he has the exact same controller, and he's about to leave for dinner. So he uh, came and brought his cord to me. Like So the, Bernard started at 4. This was 5. Still, there's nobody there. But he brought the uh, – well, at, at like 4.55, like a couple people came in. And he brought the cord, music going, boom. So this is the part of the story that I had to talk about on this podcast. Okay. And shout out to Trav Dave because he was standing there, and I'm talking to him the whole time about this. So – it's packed in there. Packed. It looked stupid packed. But not like, so on um, St. Patrick's Day, it was more packed and people was outside hella. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that crazy, but it, 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 it was full. So because of a fight that happened last time they was there, the, the, the fight turned into the story of being, oh, it was several fights and somebody had a gun. Somebody almost got shot. They just come back up to shoot at the place. You know how motherfuckers go. So Marlon was like, if we do this, we got to keep it super R&B, super chill. I want to feel sexy in here. So I'm like, bet. So I'm playing Giveon, all that. You know what I mean? And Marlon even looking at me like, okay, this, this is my vibe right here. And I'm like, don't look at me like that. Don't look at my eyes like that. No, don't do that dance and look me in my <laughs> eyes. Hello? Ever. So um, <laughs> being able to read the crowd is one thing, but I, I also pride myself on being able to look into somebody's face and look and see where they're not having a good time. And I could see on people's face, they're like, we want to turn that. What the fuck is this? And so this this goes back to the uh, request episode that we're going to do eventually. It's going to be uh, longer than Roots. Um, <laughs> but you got to understand that 
I'm playing what I was told to play. I'm not playing mm-hmm. these records for my health. Like, yeah. sure, I would love to play, um, you know, all the rowdies, drug-selling, gun-busting songs, but I was told specifically to keep it on this level. So I, I called Marlon over. I was like, no, I, so this is where Trav came in because they was talking to Trav, and they was like and two tables in front of me, and I could tell they was talking about me. So they was telling him, and then um, so – uh, I, I called him over. I was like, I, I said what I just said to y'all. I was like, well, you know, the crazy part about being able to read the crowds, I can read when they're not having a good time, but they don't know that Marlon told me to play this. Yeah. And then he, he was like, yeah, like I, I told them the same thing and they said some, said some bullshit or whatever, whatever. So I'm like, I told Marlon, like, I need you to get on the mic and say, yeah, we keeping it sexy, blah, 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 because people wanted to turn, turn on music. And Marlon was like, well, cool. You can give, this is probably like, what was it three? It was four to eight. Three. Oh, well, not, well, there was the last hour. I, I, I think I have the timeline wrong. But it was the last hour. He was like, you can play about thirty minutes of the crunk shit, and then you can get back to sexy R and B. I was like, cool. So I did that. I, I mean, I'm doing Nardo Wick, Lil Durk, Gucci Man. You know, I'm, I'm, it, it's going crazy in there. And Travis mm-hmm. was like, yes, I, I knew you had any blah blah blah. I, I knew you had any. I was like, cool. You know, whatever. Um, and then I got back to the uh, the other stuff, and they gave me that same dumbass look. And I, I'm thinking like, <laughs> and then um. Scott, shout out to Scott. He came over and he was like, basically trying to give me some guidance. Like, they were trying to get the walk ups. And, you know, Bernard's is in the heart of the shirt north. Um, so there was like, and the windows was open. And I purposely brought my eight inch monitor and put it on the floor and put it out the window so people mm-hmm. in the street can hear what we playing so they can come in. So he yeah. was like, I, he's like, I don't want like top 40, but like, can you play like more upbeat rap that like is more general and i was like yeah i can definitely do that so i think i started out with um chris brown go crazy chris brown young don't go crazy i was like oh you know that that gets him going and he, he looked over he was like he gave me that yeah. thumbs up <laughs> and, uh, and the next three three or four songs he, he'd be talking he'd look over like and so like <laughs> i'm in this bag but it's still super commercial like, I, i'm pretty sure I, I even played um doja cat and so these girls don't doja like that she's I mean, that girl she commercial so they kept looking over, and I'm like, here's what I got to say. Kind of how Crate said on here, how he was talking, from, talking to Jenny from Jenny's. And um, I've done my 10,000 hours of practice. You know what I mean? Like, ain't no more practice. Like, like, like I'm, I'm a professional. I'm a professional one. Two, if you want to hear just what you want to hear, go to the car and hear it. Three, there's too many chairs and too many tables and too many people in here for you to do any kind of dancing. So just sit there and enjoy the music. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing about good music is that it it's universal. It transcends. Like like the Spanish, like like the bachata I was playing, I have no idea what Mark Anthony was saying in that salsa <laughs> song. But I was, I was viva, da, da, da. I was vibing, you know. So I, I don't, I have no idea what he said. Good music is good music. Y'all just want to play a certain song so you can put it on your Instagram and you know f- flick it up. Like leave me alone. And shout out to Marlon because I know other promoters wouldn't do that. Marlon would, did not leave me hanging. Every time I asked him to get on the mic and say this is what I told him to play, he did it. No questions asked. And then once somebody says, "Oh, this is what the promoter want." That's the end of the conversation. Why you're still talking about anything, I don't understand. This is why uh, the same thing with requests. Once I say I can't take requests, you might say why, and then on a good day, I'll be like, 
this is why I can't take requests. But then after I, I tell you why, that's it. I don't even owe you an explanation. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, I got paid your rent to be in here. So I'm the professional. Leave me alone. I will just, um, I'm going to look at the glass half full and not half empty, empty today. Okay. And I would just say that that speaks to how people view you as entertainment, uh, which mm-hmm. I know you don't like to be saw, saw as a utility, yeah. but I think when people see Burns name on a flyer, they know that it's going to be a turn up. And they come for the turn up, not knowing that Marlon said, hey, I need you to play Adele for two hours straight. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think that, you know, people just came to see you get in your bag how you usually get in your bag. And and maybe they should just, you know, be a little more open to you playing in different. It's kind of like the conversation we just had with Nomadic, but you, you mm-hmm. being creative and doing something a little outside of the norm than you usually do because you're not in a box. You really can here, there, here, there, everywhere. So I will, uh, I will counter that by saying that <laughs> that's that's normally accurate. These three or four people specifically don't come to DJ Burn events. They come to Sunday day party events, which I'm sure at other places is is the turn up. Is the turn up? And um, Marlon was right on. Marlon and Scott was right on time with what they told me to play because it, it got a little. Um, a little more urban than usual in there. There's a lot of face tattoos that just just popped up like right into mm. the well, like you, like the room just got like 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 this is a room I wouldn't play certain songs in just because like mm. anything could pop off. And I think it's because other day parties were shut now, so it's all coming to Bernard's. But um, I think and I think I said this on the last podcast. I don't remember because I was high. Um. I think maybe what, what I need to do, maybe what we need to do is just make ourselves less available. Because then I think you, you guys would appreciate more uh, what it is that we do, and you get tired of hearing these bum-ass DJs. Mm. Um, maybe that's what it is. Or maybe you just want to hear a playlist. Maybe you just want to hear people with, with Spotify transitions. <laughs> maybe that's what you would prefer. And if that's the case, then, I mean, that's cool. Because one day here and soon in the future, like the, the three of us ain't going to be readily available every weekend for you to just uh, not pay any cover to get into a venue and then they take out how the music go. I have a question on your flyer. I know the flyer was low key, but did the flyer suggest it was like mellow vibes that day? It did not. And that's probably an error error on our part. Uh, We purposely uh, did not promote it in the normal ways that we normally promote just because we were trying to avoid the turn up crowd, the same crowd that came to St. Patrick's Day and fucked it up. And I guess it's something that's going forward because we're probably going to have something on um, Cinco de Mayo at Granero um, or at Bernard's. I love Granero. Uh, Granero has a special place in my heart because that was my first live gig. Yeah. Um, and it's always late in the summer. I'm talking about the party goers, maybe not the staff, but the party goers, <laughs> like the people that come in, they come to have a good fucking time. So. Bernard's has a uh, food though. I didn't know that, so shout to them. But I, I guess my point to that, I just wanted to say that maybe we need to put a little more onus on the promoters and the hosts. Yeah. Whether they're asking you to make the flyer or not, it's like we need to let the people know what type of party they're coming to. Because when people right. see our uh, day party or the 
um, flyer or marketing suggests day party, no one's coming to hear Ryan Leslie all night. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so it just has to, we have to do a better job of like marketing the hosts and the promoters have to do a better job of, um, telling everybody what's really about to go down at this party. No doubt. No doubt. I, um, and then they can make the decision on if they want to come here, Carl Thomas, or <laughs> or if they want to go to another location. Right. I don't disagree with that at all. But while you're there, yes, shut the fuck up and let me do what the fuck <laughs> I'm doing. Period. Because, because I promise you, whoever you think is a better DJ than me is not. Whoever your cousin is or whoever you fucking or whoever your baby dad's friend is, is not a better DJ than me. <laughs> I promise you. Baby daddy. <laughs> Baby daddy. That's a man. And I assure you, if you do know a DJ better than me, he wouldn't have his funky ass and Bernard's DJing for you because he's probably doing something bigger. Mm. So mm. stay your ass at home next time. Anyways, um, so that's a recap on the weekend. Um, big shout out to uh, Orange Soda. Uh, we are going to be at Forum on Friday, Memorial Day weekend with the Grammy Award winning DJ bra, 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 drama, bra. Mr. Thanksgiving, Drum Cruise, Barocco Drama. I got to give me some AKAs before this party starts. <laughs> and he's going to be have the full support of the three of us. Yes, just the three because I'm a gatekeeper. I'm only going to put on my friends just like the people before me only put on their friends and they skipped over me. So it'll be Recio. It'll be Don't Fret. It'll be none of, none of you other bum-ass DJs and it'll be me. DJ Burn, because we put it in the work. It's five years. And another thing, I'm, I'm in the random mood. And another thing. <laughs> and another thing. This might not even go anywhere, um, but I do want to say I, I tweeted this, and I'm going to double down on it. It Uh-oh. is not lost on me how you guys um, be sucking dick in other female DJs' comments on IG, but when it comes to don't fret, you don't even hit the like button. You be stingy with the mm-hmm. likes. You like the slight mm-hmm. don't fret. And we all know it's only because uh, she's standing next to me, not behind or below, but next to me, and she didn't come up under your little funky-ass crew. We all know this is what it is. So you could frown on Don't Fret for using the controller and then big up somebody else that uses the controller all the time, but we peep mm. it. And so um, I just want to say that your end is not even our beginning and... Look behind you. We're about to pass you twice. And the hate just look ugly on you. It ages you by 20 years. Yeah, the hate don't um, look good on you at all. And if you know a better DJ, um, an, a, a woman or otherwise, is better than Don't Fret, please show them to me because I don't know. And if you're a DJ yourself and you're a hater, it's only because you're not me. Mm. And I'm speaking very clearly. So. Wow. Period. If anybody want to add anything to that, they can. Burn fix my life. Um, did we get everything out on I'm, the table? <laughs> I'm just really, I'm really so. As we all know, the story of DJ Burn is that I didn't come up, come up under anybody, and because of that, people like to slight me only because I didn't come up under them. And this is when I first started DJing. Ha ha! Fifteen fifteen years later, you asking me to book you? Mm. So. Mm. I don't want the same thing to happen to Don't Fret. You should be um, 
bigging her up and giving her props for being so um, studious and being mm-hmm. such a hard worker when it comes to DJing instead of just trying to be cute and turn up and twerk while, while she DJ. Um, you should be bigging that up. But instead, you're, oh, but do you have turntables? Oh, but do you use vinyl? Like, it's 2022. Why does that matter? Y'all niggas mm-hmm. hold on to that because you're not good in anything else. Well, just keep it like consistent. If like right, if you're gonna, we go. you know, be on my back about what equipment I'm using, that same energy should be for all women DJs, for all of us, equality. All of us, yeah, for all of us. Because I seen y'all in the Instagram comments sucking dick. <laughs> this is like this is not. This is not my opinion. This is fact. This is like, oh my God, you so incredible. Oh my God. When it comes to Don't Fret, it's damn, you can't even hit the like or share button. That's crazy. And that's, you know, everybody has their faves. If, if I'm not your fave, like, hate that for you. So don't forget, don't, don't forget to take the high road. I am not. We're going to <laughs> hell. We are going so low. And listen, man. Um, the last thing I'm going to say on that is the, you know, when Marlon say Orange Soda is the best party around, I mean, 500 pre-sale. You know niggas pay $50 to get into the party on Friday? Crazy. $50. It wasn't for VIP. It wasn't for a bottle. Mm. It wasn't for two or three mm. tickets. Niggas pay $50 on the strength of Orange Soda. Mm. 53 in, advan- in advance, too, in not advance, at the door. Not right. at the door. In advance. At the, at the door, 53 people walked up and said, how much is it? And they said 25, and they said, cool, and walked right in and paid that. Mm-hmm. So, that, once again, this is not my opinion. This is a fact. We the biggest. And it's because of, don't fret, and it's because of me, and it's because of everybody else involved. So, I just want y'all to big that up. Other niggas get booked. We book people. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> If I ever cash after you because you came and worked that orange soda, you know, I, 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 let me slow down. I'm not, I'm not going to get too crazy. I'm like, he is having a <laughs> funk flex moment. I did I'm, not know that this no was happening to that. Where are the bombs? <laughs> I just, there are people, and there are people that, there are some people listen to this podcast, some people would do. And I mean, if the shoe fit, or you can just text me and ask me what I'm talking about you, and I'll tell you directly. But, it's just people that really. Somebody called Orange Soda. No, no, they didn't call. Let me rewind. Let me, let me be factual here. Somebody asked how they can DJ Orange Soda. Um, they asked through a friend, and I said, "Oh, just send me because I don't know. I'm not familiar with your work. Just send me a mix." And then um, this person relayed that to the person that asked, and they said, "Oh, yeah," because I try to talk to them during Orange Soda, and then. This person was like, well, you know, it's not really the time where you should be trying to talk to somebody about business anyway. Excuse me. And then their reply was, yeah, because, you know, there's gatekeepers out here. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, other people, you know, keep the gates. We build bridges. Like, people (laughs) have started careers based off of coming to Orange Soda. That's so crazy to say about Orange Soda. Like, the amount of people that have been on the bill, you can't say... What? You know, That's you, wild. Because you know, wow. it started. It was just me, and and right. I, unlike you bum ass niggas, I can DJ for four hours, so I don't need nobody. 
But this is an opportunity strictly to put people on and give people the opportunity that people that came before me did not give me. This is exactly what that is. The The first slot is usually for an up-and-comer. Very rarely do we have yes. two tenure DJs with me and Don't Fret. It's usually an up-and-comer, somebody that we want to expose to people. So mm -hmm. to say, like I said, we don't gatekeep. We build bridges. And a lot of parties can't say that. Damn. And we will continue to put people on and we'll continue to put money in people's pockets and not that 50, 75 bullshit. Like it's a hundred, it's a hundred or better every time. If you think we lie, ask anybody we've ever booked, it's a hundred or better every time. Um, and yeah, I just don't like. You sick of the bullshit? I'm sorry. Is you shitting me right now? Like <laughs> it's so like, it's so shout out. To, oh, so but yeah, shout out to Sweet Tooth. That was a great event. I did pull up yeah. to that. Um, and I've seen all my favorite D women DJs, um, and that was a great event. It needs to happen more often. Um, maybe you have a strong water has different rooms that that could be an opportunity for when it's mm -hmm. when it's the winter or even in, in the good weather because they you know you can open up the doors and the roof and all that. Uh, but I I'm willing to help in any way I can with that event for, for and for no monetary gain just because uh it, just because i want to see that event grow and because there needs to be a space mm -hmm. for that i also want to see us djs get more respect in general so stop taking 50 dollar gigs stop you should you should demand a tab um and you should demand no less than 7500 an hour because that's what we pay and i know these other places can afford it so that's my rant um i don't want to Focus too much on the negativity because those niggas don't deserve it. Um, people that deserve the attention is at the Liza effect, um, at DJ Mr. King, the people that came through the party and went crazy. Uh, go to theorangesoda.com, look at the photos, and um, you big them up and go DJ them wherever that. Clink has an event on the 29th. Friday. Yeah, I think it's Friday. Friday. And if I wasn't in Jamaica, I would, I would definitely go. I would go, but um, I got a DJ too. They'll probably still be going by the time I get done, but. I don't know. We'll see. I'm doing the, uh, the adult Easter egg, Easter egg hunt in the dark. So they do it with flashlights, I guess. And there'll be adult prizes in the eggs from what I understand. So be sure to We're going to have an upper Arlington situation where they was passing out Easter candy and it was actually edibles. Oh, man, how I miss out on that? I'm hey, not a, a, that happened today. There was a giveaway and I wasn't involved. Wait, did crazy. they know what they what they were getting? The kid went in the cabinet and was like, "Ooh, East candy. I'm gonna take it to my oh, friends." Okay, and then they said the teacher said the kids were hallucinating. No, they were throwing up. Yeah. So was it weed or was it? <laughs> I mean, it was edible. I'm sure it wasn't the it crack gummies. <laughs> Well, we all seen that episode of Snowfall, so actually, I have not seen it. I'm actually several chocolate. several episodes behind. So yeah, the season over, right? Yeah, is it? Oh, I, yeah. I haven't watched. Yeah, the last episode. episode aired last week. Last week, last yeah. Wednesday. Watch it, and it was um, fire. The finale was fire. Um, they got one more season. The season, the series I, finale. I, Am I crazy? I thought that they were originally promoting this season that just went off as the final season. That didn't happen? Okay. It's the crack that I'll be smoking. I think I'll... I'm thinking of Atlanta. Yeah. No. No? Oh, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I, um, I, I probably am, but you know I'd be loving to try to make you out to be a liar, friend. <laughs> um, anything else? 
no, you need to rap before you get. Go. I saw you just took a deep breath. I'm like, no, he's getting his second win. We got to, we got to, we got to end. I was about to say that. Um, this is the very last thing I'm gonna say. You said you're a book this weekend. Yeah, I'm doing. Hold on, real quick. I'm doing the adult Easter egg hunt for. Columbus Urban League Youth Professionals on Friday. Uh-huh. It'll be Saturday night if if there's rain Friday, but I don't think there's rain. And then on Saturday, I'm doing the anniversary for Zora's house that afternoon. Mm-hmm. So come check me out. I'm so doing fine. a trap bingo. Per. Oh yeah, on Friday. I'm excited. I am so excited. I wanted to DJ so bad this past weekend because it was so nice out. So I'm like geeked. What time weekend. is your event? Um, it is seven to ten. Um, I can't tell everybody. you the prices for the bingo cards, but um, it's gonna be a good time. I love bingo. I love trap music, and I love Recio. So really, it's a recipe for a bomb ass time. Period. Where's the Where's it at? The location? Um, Adela's. I think I'm saying that. Right. I haven't Adela's been there yet. I, I have not either. been there yet. Hmm. Child, we gotta go. Burn turn on his ring light. We gotta go. That's kind of dark. Right? I'll, I'll be. Oh no! I just wanted to make it a point that um, you guys seem to be booked when these other bum ass DJs are getting um, promoted are not booked. They at home looking at Instagram. That's crazy. I don't know. They used to tell me the. They used to tell me the only reason I got booked was because a yogi put me on. Well, who put y'all on? Mm. No. Uh, on the real though, somebody did ask me. I think it was either Mark or somebody. They was like. Um, they asked me where I was DJing, and then I was like, "No, they asked me why I wasn't DJing just friends." And I was like, "Oh, cause I'm booked for somewhere else." And then I was like, "Yeah, you know, cause and then Reva doing something else." And he's like, "Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all got separate events?" I'm like, "Yeah, she she book her own events all the time." He's like, "Oh, that's dope. She I really are doing her thing, right?" I was like, "Yeah, that is dope. She like they only, they, they, nobody calls me to book Reva. They, they call you, her directly, and she turns down." What she wants to turn down, she looks what she wants All to All right, where's my ring light? Now I'm about to <laughs> We got to wrap it up. Well, yeah, so. Um, yes, Burn is not my manager. He does not get a percentage of my profits. Uh, DNTFRTmusic at gmail.com for all booking inquiries. Thank you. Period. And bring the bag. Like, <laughs> I stopped getting paid for exposure a very long time ago. Thanks. Unless you're unless you're gonna put me in front of twenty thousand people minimum, you ain't got no exposure. I can't do myself. I can bring forty people out on my own. I can DJ in the Apple store and bring forty people out. So I need the money. In the Apple store. Child, I'm hanging up. But, uh, <laughs> all right, so we're out of here. Um uh Jamaica recap next week. Uh we might have some other special guests too. We gotta put that on the schedule. Yeah. Um, some more interviews coming. So uh until then. Like us, rate us, share us on social media. Don't be a hater. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash super music directors. And once again, if you feel like challenging me, please call me because I'm, I'm, I'm call me the chimney. I want all the smoke. (laughs) I'm out. Love. Bye.